Hey everybody, welcome back to the Plain Ordinary Dragon Podcast. We're so glad you're here today. The fact that you've chosen to spend some of the most precious resource you have, your time with us, is humbling and we appreciate it. Man, this has been a challenging couple weeks, been a challenging couple months. Heck, it's been a pretty challenging year, all things considered, don't you think? I know we all left 2019 thinking, oh man, 2020's gotta be better. And it's definitely different. I don't know if it's better, but it's definitely different for sure. This has been interesting for us because we lost power last week. I think I may have talked about it a little bit on the Dragon Bites episode last week. We lost power, and so I wasn't able to get the normal episode out that we normally do on on Mondays. So this is kind of getting back into the groove again. And one of the things that came to mind as I was thinking about everything that's been going on and the challenges that we've all had is that it took me a really long time to get to the place where I was putting out some sort of content with Plain Ordinary Dragon. You know, the, the idea for Plain Ordinary Dragon has existed for a decade longer, actually, almost 15 years, where the idea uh, started anyway and germinated. And then I had made a decision to really do one around 2014. And then I didn't launch one until 2019. So that gives you an idea of how long it percolated before we got to actually putting something out. And I thought that maybe if I went through my journal, I could kind of allow you to see some of the inside stuff in regards to my thought processes and what I went through to get to where we are now, which I believe today's episode is episode 47. We're, we're getting pretty close. So uh, I think... In the next couple of weeks, we'll have 50 episodes out, which is quite quite an accomplishment for us anyway, because we've had so many challenges. I think this is true with most businesses and most projects and journeys is that, is that things don't turn out exactly the way that you expect them to. And so you always have to pivot. You're always having to maneuver the landscape. I mean, kind of like a video game. I was playing some video games with my kids this last weekend. You know, things are not the same when I'm playing by myself versus when I'm playing with the kids. And when I'm playing with the kids, things are they have their own special set of challenges but it's the same game. The game doesn't really change all that much, except for I'm always having to constantly figure out what the best strategy is. And I think that's very true in life too, and in business and any projects that we work on. And so that constantly changing battlefield, the constantly changing business field, the situation, we can, we can take a look at this situationally, or we can take a look at it from a big picture perspective, but no matter what we're doing, we're always going to be faced with challenges that cause us to have to pivot and do things differently than we thought we were. Let me give you a really great example about Plain Ordinary Dragon. Plain Ordinary Dragon was intended to be nothing but an interview show. The idea was I wanted the the quality of the audio to be really good. I wanted it to be as good as possible. Me not being an audio technician, uh, even though I've hung around with a lot of musicians and a lot of music gear and things like that throughout the years, I'm not an audio technician. So I wanted, I knew I was going to have some challenges there and I wanted to make sure that it was the best audio quality possible. So I decided early on I was going to do nothing but face-to-face interviews. And this worked out really well for a little bit of time. After a little bit of time, though, the interviews face-to-face dried up. And then, as I was trying to figure out what the technical challenges would be to be able to do some remote stuff, then the COVID-19 stuff showed up. And it basically got rid of all the interviews that I was going to do because I can't really do them in person anymore and I haven't really solidified a remote way of doing it. Although I am testing some of those out and I hope to get back to doing some interviews by next month. However, that 
being said, kind of been stuck in this quasi mode, this weird mode of I've had to come onto the show and just kind of give my input over and over and over again on different things. And, and I like doing that. I like talking with you. I like, you know, being able to take the things I've learned and pass them on so that you don't have to learn them necessarily. And so this has been a huge change for me, a huge pivot. And it's something I'm in the process of doing. And I've let it linger on way too long. I know, I know that that is something I should have already taken action and had this done. So there's a, a little bit of some hesitancy in me. It's one of my biggest challenges to take action on anything. I like to analyze and analyze and analyze. And I'm sure there's a lot of you who like to do that too. And that can really hold you back. Trust me, it really can. So I, I, I'm not telling you these things as from a perspective of somebody who's got it figured out. No, I'm telling you as a, this is real time. This is how it's working for me. This is where I am at. This is where I'm stuck. This is where I have to continue to move on. And I, I felt that this would be a good place to be vulnerable with all of the listeners so that you guys can see, so you gals can see, so you folks can see inside of the process a little bit and maybe understand that even when we have a somewhat of a polished product at the end, it's not because everything is polished all the way through. It's just because we continued to go through and try to get better and then put something out and then try to get better and put something out and so forth. And hopefully it brings value to your life and to the life of other people. Okay. So that kind of brings us up, up to date kind of in plain ordinary dragon world. You know, we started in September of 2019. It it's now April of 2020. And so in this short journey, one of the reasons why we went from one episode to two episodes, it was twofold. One of the reasons was to help you be able to consume content as you like to, short or long. And the second reason is, is because if I put out more episodes, I get better. The more work I do, the better I get. And so I decided to do two episodes a week so I would get better and you could have more value. And that's really the way that symbiotic relationship should work in any business or project or anything along those lines. You should be able able to go ahead, go in there and provide more value to your customer and as well be learning more on your side so that, that both sides get a really, they really get good. Everybody gets a lot of value. I get a lot of value because I learn more. I can edit a podcast now a whole lot better than I could when I was only doing one a week, you know, and I've learned that there are some software pieces that really help me. And so there are things along those lines. I've learned so much in this process because I didn't know how to be a podcaster when I started this out. I mean, I had basic understanding of some, some knowledge based on a really high level things, but I've learned a lot in the ones and zeros as time has gone on. Well, I'm going to go ahead and open up my journal. Now I'm, I'm going to preface this and tell you I'm not good at it. I don't journal well. It's not something I remember to do. And so it's really a challenge for me. I might prefer to talk through things. I'm an extrovert, I'm an introverted extrovert. The thing about this is, is that I talk through most of what I do instead of writing it down. And then as I've talked through it and talked through it and talked through it, I start to parse away the pieces that I find to be valuable to me. And then I start to put them down in one form or another. It takes me a long time to write things. It takes me a long time to put out content because of the methodology that I use, but I feel really comfortable with it. So anyway, going back to the journal, I'm not very good at journaling. I don't get up every morning and bright eyed and bushy tailed and just start writing in my journal. It's a real practice for me and I don't do it really well. But I decided when I 
started really kind of going down the path of doing my own thing. And what I mean by that is entrepreneurship, things along those lines, doing the podcast, trying to add value to other people's lives in a way that was also beneficial enough to me that I could possibly do this, uh, you know, full time on my own, uh, you know, as either a coach or something along those lines. But anyway, getting back to the journal, I know I've bird walked around it a number of times, but getting back to the journal. So what this is, is when I would think of something uh, or when I was in uh, a meeting or something, I would write down notes. And and so I'm just going to kind of go through these a little bit and then let you, let you kind of see my process a little bit. So I work in the IT world and we have a lot of different like little journal things that are given to us as swag sometimes. And so I have a, a number of these little journals sitting around from the last 20 years of doing this. And this one, I just happened to get uh, a couple years ago. And when you first open it up, I've stuck some sticky notes in here. And the reason I've put the sticky notes in here uh, is just to remind me. It's just a reminder. I use this book as a reminder, if nothing else. It's also something for me to go back and look and see what I was thinking at a certain point so I can continue to go down the direction with the vision that I originally had. But when I first open up this book, I have a couple sticky notes. And the first one says, Dear Elliot, I give you permission to create your heart's desire and do it badly until you do it well. Love. Now that's, that's, uh, for those of you who don't know, E is one of my nicknames, one of my few nicknames. And, uh, most, I wouldn't say most, but a lot of my close friends call me that. And that's usually how I sign things. So there's also a second note in here, uh, from the infamous Kathy Heller, uh, that says comfort and greatness are not generally compatible. I found that to be a pretty inspiring quote because I understand just by looking at that and, and reading it and comprehending it, that I can't be comfortable and to do great things all the time. This is another way of saying get out of your comfort zone. That's one of the things that I'm not very good at is getting out of my comfort zone. I like to be where I'm comfortable. So the very first page in here, it has an, in, in big, uh, big letters at the very top of the very top of the journal with, uh, in parentheses, it says the failure podcast, because that was one of the original thoughts in regards to plain ordinary dragon. Before we got to the place where we were going to name it and, and everything, I wasn't, you know, the idea has been floating around and I didn't know what I was going to call it necessarily. And so I wanted the failure podcast because I feel like, and I could be wrong, but I feel like most of us have a problem failing. It's embarrassing. We don't like to do it. We, we try to make excuses. We try to blame other people, you know, and that's the worst way to look at failure. Failure is an essential step in success. And the way to really gravitate to it is to make it part of your process. Don't, don't try to run away from it. I'm not saying don't do your best. Always do your best. But when you fail, don't worry about it. Don't worry about failing because you're going to. I, I may have talked about this before uh, with uh, in poker. In poker, it's a, it's a game of failure. You're going to fold most of your hands and then you're only going to win a small percentage of the ones that you play. If, you know, even if you're not playing right, you're going to lose a lot. There's a lot of, uh, of loss in poker, like in life. But it's failure that teaches us. I think, well, what was it? I think it, it, uh, I, I read a poem by Lafidaco Hearn, I believe is the name. It was in one of my, I think, fourth or fifth grade English books. And the quote was, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm thinking about the wrong one. Lafidaco Hearn, she uh, was the one or he, I, I don't know which. Um, it was in my book, though, uh, in my in my English book. It said, uh, 
poetry must stir the emotions or move the heart. If words do not do one or the other, then it may be very good prose, but it's not poetry. Now that I've completely birdwalked and gotten so far away from where I started, I think the, the original quote that I was remembering was this. Experience is the best teacher because it gives its tests first and its answers second. And that's anonymous as far as I know. I don't know who, who said that, but it, it comes into play here because failure. See, failure is one of the ways that we learn. And so it should become part of it. So originally, or I wouldn't say originally, but one of the first thoughts as far as what to name this podcast or a direction to go was called the failure podcast, where we were going to go ahead and, and just interview abject failures and then the subs- subsequent successes after the fact. So that was, that's the first thing in this book is it says in, in big letters, the failure podcast. And then let's see where I don't remember where I wrote all these down. I think th- that some of these were from a conference that I was at in LA. Uh, and somebody said, the key to finding your creative voice is to be ready when it finds you. Now you may have heard this said a little bit differently. Uh, you know, opportunity is where, uh, let's see. Oh, good luck. That's what it is. Good luck is where opportunity meets preparedness. That's really kind of what, what they're saying here. And, uh, the key to finding your creative voice is to be ready when it finds you. When the moment of inspiration strikes, you want to be as prepared as possible. Let's see what else. So at one point I was writing down different things that I wanted to do in my life. And, and, you know, if my my days were perfect, what, what does your perfect day look like? Because if you don't know what your perfect day looks like, then it's not very easy to create it. You know, if you don't know what picture you're trying to draw, you know, it may be all well and good to be just drawing for the sake of drawing and see what comes out of it. But if you're intentionally trying to draw a picture of a face and you, you don't, you don't use any of the features of the face, it's going to be a challenge, right? Well, it would be for me anyway. So well, I wrote down that I want to spend my days with my, my boys and my wife. That's, that's really what I want to do through the next 10 years or 12 years or 14 years or however many years I have left with the boys. And they're not many with Dylan. I only have eight. I have less than, I mean, I only have 10. I have less than 10 with Raylan. I have a little bit more, but that's what I want to do. I want to spend the next 10, 10 to 15 years just spending time with them before they go out on their own. Uh, and then let's see different exercises. I have some math in here that I did with my oldest at one point. And I, oh, so when I was in LA, I was listening to, um, one of the speakers and what they did was when, when they were having challenges and they wanted to go ahead and be able to overcome those or at least be comfortable with them, uh, what they decided to do was name them. And so some of the, some of the names of the characters that I made up so that I could sit down and have tea with them, if you will, so that I could, you know, have a name to in a face kind of to go with so that I can talk with them about whatever the challenges may be that I'm dealing with internally. Uh, so one of them is negative Nancy. By default, I'm one of the most negative people in the world. I've worked hard to try to not be that way. I probably don't sound that way on the podcast very much, uh, but it's something I've worked really hard to try to get around. So negative Nancy, uh, critical Christopher, uh, realistic Rob, lazy Lou. I tend to be pretty lazy. I hate to admit it, but I tend to be pretty lazy. Um, And then I wrote down one of my favorite, favorite quotes, which is clarity follows action, uh, which I attribute to Marie Forleo. There may be other people that say it. That's one of the things that's really kind of funny uh, or fun is that the concepts I, I, uh, the concepts for self-help and, and so forth have been around for ages. There's not really a lot of new things under the sun when it comes to this. But what there are uh, is, is these different themes that keep coming up over and over and over again. And comfort is the enemy of growth is another one of them. All right. Well, then I have a few blank pages where I had different things that I was going to put in, but I never did. And then 
I had, I was talking with someone about putting out the podcast. And in fact, it was uh, uh, Nicole Rivera. She has, um, she has a great podcast called Stop Writing Alone. I highly suggest you check it out if you get an opportunity. Anyway, I was talking with her about starting a podcast. She already had one out and she said, look, here are the things that you need to do. She boiled it down to a really simple concept for me. She said, you need four to six episodes in the can before you launch. You need to get a teaser trailer done, which tells everybody a little bit about your, your show and lets them kind of, you know, salivate about it a little bit. Oh, this is going to be a cool thing. You know, a trailer. You guys know what trailers are. And then uh, artwork, artwork for the show, because every podcast has to have some artwork. Usually I think 1400 by 1400 up to 3000 by 3000 uh, uh, pixels, something along those lines. So you need to get your artwork done and a show description. You know, when somebody reads the description on the show, what is it? You know, those are the things you need to do and you should be able to do it all in about a month. And I took that and went ahead and started. That was, that was the roadmap that I had pretty much. There were other things that I looked at. Obviously, I'm not one of those people that, that does not do research. I do a ton of it. Uh, I probably do too much of it and end up with a lot of uh, analysis paralysis. And that's one of the things I've always had to deal with. But that is one of the things that this helped me get through. So, so thank you, Nicole. I really appreciate that. Uh, now, I wrote down a few other things too, like find other relevant podcasts to guest on. Uh, I did. I have done one guest spot, by the way, for all of you. There's an upcoming show uh, with a podcast and I'll announce it when it comes out. It'll be out in the next couple weeks, I think. Uh, but we'll, we'll talk more about that once it launches. I don't want to steal the thunder from that show. So find other relevant podcasts to guest on. Uh, launch with a contest. We did. We gave away uh, books from from Kathy Heller and Marie Forleo. And, and so we, we did that. Uh, and then identify conferences to attend to increase exposure and find podcasting, guesting opportunities and guest opportunities, people that I can have on the show as well as shows I can be on because we want to spread the message, right? And I can't just do that from Facebook. Uh, I've got to use some other platforms. And then Plain Ordinary Dragon. Uh, and then in here, I had Plain Ordinary Dragon will be the sponsor for another, uh, another podcast that I intend to launch at some point in the not too distant future. Uh, and then of course you need interest and extra music. Anyway, that those were all pieces that I had put together uh, one way or another, have given to me, and then go do it. That's that, that was pretty much my roadmap. So I want to encourage you, and I've been talking for a little bit longer than I probably want to now. Uh, I don't like for these episodes where it's just me to go on and on and on, but it's something important that I wanted to tell you, that I wanted you to hear or think about, which was if you have something that you want to do, you want to say, you want to put your voice in the world, anybody can do a podcast. It, there's You can do it for free. There's a lot of different free ones out there that you can use uh, or very nearly free. You really just need, I mean, you can do, you could pretty much do a podcast on, on your phone and uh, with some headphones if you wanted to. I mean, it wouldn't be the, you know, the top notch quality audio, you know, you're not going to win any awards for that. I'm not either. And I have a much more expensive setup than a phone and a, and, and a coat cord, but a lot of really great podcasts started out that way. So I want to encourage you, if you have something you want to put in the world, don't be afraid to put a podcast podcast out. It could be in any form that you want. I know a lot of people think that podcasts have to be so long and you have, you know, there's this, it, no, it, it's free form. It's however you want to do it, whatever your, your listeners, whatever resonates with them. So if you have five minutes of advice or you have five minutes of expertise or five minutes of wisdom every day that you want to put into the world, go do it. Just get on there, create yourself a podcast. Oops. Get on there, create yourself a podcast and, and, and run with it. And as it finds an audience, as it grows, you you may find that you have reason and, and gains with which to make it better and better and better. That's usually the way that the best things start out as something that's a hobby, that's fun, that's interesting, that's important to you or to others or both. And then you just kind of move.
move with it until it gets better and better and it takes on its own line. Let's see. Let me look through here. Something else I learned uh, from, from Kathy was that, you know, there are a number of different, there are four main categories of entrepreneurial kind of investigative things. Uh, well, investigative is a bad word because it's one of them. She says there are like four different uh, types. One is a maker, one is a teacher, one is a curator, and one is an in investigator. And you can be all four, one of whichever one resonates with you. You know, maybe you're a maker. Maybe you like to make things. Maybe you like to make music. Maybe you like to paint, paint, you know, paint, paint. Maybe you like to work with clay. Maybe, you know, whatever the case may be. Maybe you like to make videos. Maybe you're a maker from that perspective. You can take that and, and create a hobby and, and possibly even an income for yourself that way. Same thing with being a teacher. You know, information is, is free out there. We all know that. You can go out and get whatever information you want. Most of it for free. Not all of it, but a lot of it's out there for free. Well, you know, uh, if, if it's not about the information when you're, when you're paying someone for a teacher or someone's being paid as a teacher, it's about having all the write information in an easily digestible form. And sometimes the way that I communicate something is going to be more, more available to you. Like you're going to, you're going to hear it better from me than you might from someone else or vice versa. Uh, you know, I've, I've told the story before about the Marie Forleo action, uh, clarity, uh, comes from action. Well, my wife had told me that for 10 years before, before I heard Marie Forleo, before I heard Marie say anything about it. And then I told my wife, she's like, yeah, I've been telling you that for years. It just, it, it wasn't the right message for me. It wasn't in the right way. And that's why, uh, that's why good teachers are so important because they really can communicate with you in a way that you might not be able to communicate on your own. Then there's a curator, right? There's someone who, who says, you know, maybe I don't play music, but I know who plays good music. So I'm going to get all of this good music together. I'm going to be a curator of the good music. And then I'm going to put out a playlist or I'm going to put out this, you know, they used to do it on TV, right? They used to have this set of the eighties and nineties or this set of classic. 60s and 70s music and then they package it all up right and and sell it to you the, the the time life or columbia house or whatever the case may be and they would they would curate it and say these are the ones that, that you want to listen to these are the ones that you want to listen to and here you go so you could be a curator or you can be an investigator have you ever listened to a podcast where they investigate things right so you could do that with anything anyway those are the four and uh you know here are a couple other things that i wrote down in that process too uh, we buy feelings and stories not products right you would think huh no, I'm buying, I'm buying this, but in all reality, marketing does boil down to telling a story. And if you're telling a story, uh, that's what people are buying. You know, I, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to use a coffee mug as an example. I have a coffee mug that I use that was handmade, that was given to me as a gift for playing some music somewhere. I use it all the time. Thank you, Adam. I use it all the time. He gave it to me and it is unlike any other mug out there. There's not another one like it. It was oh, done by a pottery artist. It was done by a, by a potter and it, it's it's great and I love it and I love the story behind it and there's there's a good long story behind it and how they how this particular potter takes clay from the you know the their area and they mix it in and they, you know there's a really great story behind it and so I love that mug because that mug has all this great story to it right now by the same token I also have you know five dollar mugs that you know I have that I drink coffee out of but I don't care about them in the same way that I care about the mug that Adam gave me why because the stories are different. The story behind the mug that's five bucks is it's a commodity mug. If it breaks, no big deal.
deal. I like to drink out of it occasionally. It fits a perfect, it, it fits a, a function. It's functional, you know, and, and so I'll use that. But I like the mug with the story better. I would pay more money for that mug. Now, it happens to be that it was given to me, but, you know, I'll pay $20 for a mug with a great story as opposed to $5 for a mug with no real story. I might even pay $50 for a mug with a great story. It all just depends. But we buy stories and feelings, not products. Something to think about anyway. Something to think about. Uh, let's see. What else did I have in here? <laughs> oh, yeah. Ah, so many different things. Let's see. What does this say? Uh, mentors are important. That makes sense. Mentors are important. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I wouldn't say that I have a one particular mentor, but I have several mentors for different things. And they, they probably aren't official mentors. Like, you know, I, I don't, hey, hey, call them once a week and go, hey, mentor. You know, it's just they're different people that have done things with experience in areas that I don't have. And I can lean on them to help me uh, try to find my journey, where I want to go, my path. And so mentors are important. And if you can, if you can find a way to find someone to be your mentor, I highly, highly recommend it. Let's see. Oh, things I'm good at or I love to do. So I was trying to make a list of things that I might be good at, right? Or things that uh, I love to do in hopes of trying to find where my life's journey really needed to go. And so I, I made a list, you know, sing and play music, talk, communicate, connect, tell stories, share knowledge and information, eat. I love to eat, cook. I love to cook. Uh, sex. I, I like sex. Uh, suspend time in nature. Oh, not suspend. Spend time in nature. That's what happens when, when it's all live, folks. Spend time in nature. I love to do that. I do love to go out back and just, you know, I live here in, in the middle of nowhere. And so I like to go out on the back porch and just look at the at the leaves and the foliage and and, and all of the, the life around me. We had some wild turkeys out the other day in the front yard and a number of deer uh, as well. So uh, I like to do that. And then the, the list goes on. If, you, if you're struggling with where you want to go in your life or a journey or something along those lines, make a list of things that you're good at or that you love to do and then pick three or four of them or actually take the list uh, and ask other people, hey, what do you think about these things? Do you, you know, are any of these things, things that you think I would be good at? I did that a lot. And most of my friends know that because they had to answer that probably three or four different times throughout the, throughout the years I was trying to figure figure out what I wanted to do and where I wanted to go. Oh, let's see. So then I went ahead and uh, then I went ahead and made a list of what, what can I do? What can I offer? Confidence coaching. I know for a fact that if you don't have confidence and you want to have confidence, you can call me and I can help you find it. I have no doubt about it. Anyway, different things. What can I offer? Uh, public speaking. I love to, I love to speak publicly. Uh, it's, it's one of my more favorite things. I think a lot of people get, get freaked out about it. It's one of their top nightmares, but I really like to speak publicly, uh, especially if I have a good topic to talk about. Uh, oh, here's one. Read the book, The Big Leap. Okay, so I have read the book, The Big Leap. It's by Gay Hendricks, and I 100%, 100%, if, if it could be higher, I would do it. Recommend that book. It's a great book. Uh, it helps you understand a little bit about your zone of genius versus your zone of excellence and things along those lines. And again, a little bit more on this thread that keeps reappearing, which is good is the enemy of great, or that comfort is the enemy of excellence. And that's true. Uh, oh, confusion is the enemy of success. Clarity of communication is the answer. You know, some good little jewels running around in there. Let's see. 
You need to have a clear vision of what you want to create. Your vision is enough to start. You don't need to have success before you sell the idea. In other words, I don't have to have a successful podcast to start a podcast. It doesn't work like that. You start the podcast and then you noodle around. You do it. See how it how see how that baby is born and how it lives. And then I have some some uh, ideas and thoughts. Dare to dream. Dare to believe. What do you want to offer? Who is it for? Really important if you're going to offer something to people. It's really important to know who it's for. Oh, let's see. And then I have uh, I have different uh, some different things in there that just don't translate into podcastery here. Let's see. May teacher. Ah, and then I have some letters written to myself, to the eight-year-old self, from the eight-year-old self, to my 80-year-old self, all sorts of things like that. Those are all really great exercises, by the way, to try to help you uh, internalize different things. Uh, Let's see. If you could be confident in any area of your life, which one would you choose and why? All right. So here's an action item for you guys. If you could be confident in any area of your life, which one would you choose and why? Email me at planodragon at gmail.com with the answer to that. And I will randomly pick one person out who answers, who sends me an email. You got to take action. Send me an email at planodragon at gmail.com. Send it to me and I'll choose one of the answers for a Kathy Heller book that I have. A signed Kathy Heller book that's on my desk right now. I will send it to you. So do that. All right. Well, there's a lot more in here. Uh, let's see. And a lot of times they're questions. It's not even about answers sometimes. Sometimes it's just about questions so that we can start to think about things. And that's how we can get from point A to point B. Because remember, if you want to change your life, you have to change your thoughts. Because if you change your thoughts, your thoughts translate into your actions. Your actions then, when they when they are changed, will give you different outcomes. Alrighty then. So sometimes I write I write little notes to myself uh, to try to keep to try to keep myself on track, so that when I when I stumble upon them later, I can think to myself, Hmm, I have done really well on this because I'm still doing it, or you know, I've made some strides, or I've learned. So in here, I have a little note to myself. It says, I'm so proud of you for finishing this course and not giving up. I was I was working on a on an entrepreneurial type course, and I really wanted to quit. I really wanted to quit. That's a habit of mine, by the way. I like to quit things. I like to start a lot of different things, but I like to quit things. I don't like to do anything for long term periods of time. And it's one of the things the podcast is helping me do that I continue that discipline uh, every single week. Uh, and now I have a couple of different, I've done some some templates in regards to outlines for Plain Ordinary Dragon and things along those lines. So I just wanted to share a few things out of, out of my journal because it might have the ability to help you with something you're struggling with. You know, a lot of times we don't understand just how much sharing our intimate details about things can do for other people. Sometimes it won't do anything, but for the right person, you could really set their life ablaze in a lot of different ways. And so I highly recommend that, you know, we, we do that when we can be vulnerable, be intimate, open up, say scary things, uh, and, and try to see where, where you can get better. Better is not really even the word I want to use, but see how you can improve your life by improving your communication, by improving your thoughts, by being vulnerable. It really does help quite a bit. Now it's painful too. And you know, my wife calls me on this constantly because she'll listen to me say something and then in real life you know away from the podcast away from the videos whatever the case may be 
I'll do something different and she, and she'll call me on it. And then I'm like, yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. And then I don't want to be vulnerable here, but I was wrong and I needed to do this differently. So I'll try to do it better next time. It's hard to share failure. You know, we all want everything to be triumph, but it isn't. You know, you don't have any really great highs without any, without some lows. There's contrast. Everything's contrast in life. I think Bumping Gum said that uh, when, when we did our podcast, you know, it's contrast. You, you, you move forward, you get contrast. You, you move forward, you gain vision. You move backwards, you gain contrast or vision, right? Because you're able to see more than you could before. Anyway, this I know has been a really rambling podcast. I haven't had lots and lots of uh, very targeted information here, but I was hoping that maybe by sharing part of my process, it would help you in yours. And if it does, great. And if it doesn't, I hope you at least enjoyed listening for the last uh, few minutes. As always, and as always, you might be plain and you might be ordinary, but you're a dragon and we can't wait to hear your voice in this world. Where are the answers see? Where